The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao here along with Mo Patton and J.B. Plant. Super excited to hang out with you guys here today on the show as we are uh, super excited to bring you this Thursday edition of the show, and it looks like a um, funny story. Um, Loretto softball is at CA today. Is that correct? Uh, that seems the, to be. That game was supposed to have been at Loretto, but apparently. Um, well, I, hmm? what if I told you that Richland or Columbia Academy at Richland is also at Columbia Academy today? <laughs> so apparently CA is just like, hey, y'all just come to our place. Oh, we'll play all the games all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was like a carnival over there um, Tuesday when I went because baseball was playing Providence Christian. Um, they had a middle school softball with CA and Withorn, and then the high school softball game with Indy. Um, middle Tennessee Christian soccer was going on over there and Zion CA tennis. So they had they, they had a full campus full of activity Tuesday afternoon, and I guess they're trying to do that again today with um, – Loretta softball, Richland baseball, um, Zion soccer. So it's going to be a full house over there and limited parking. So be ready to walk. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Thanks to friend of the show, Chad Hall, for helping us out to let us know that the, if he said Richland is at CA, if, if it gets in today, mm. I think CA's drainage system is pretty good. That If there's any chance that it can be played, Richie Steps playing it. There you go. <laughs> There you go. I can tell you. Yeah. So, um, couple of couple of scheduling updates there. Good to know. Yes. Now we will bring you into the uh, NCAA hoops portion of our show, as we uh, obviously today is the last day, last full day, to get into the bracket challenge. Uh, you can find it on our Facebook page. It is pinned to the top of our Facebook page. And also uh, on the website, we've got a story up that will help you out to get you into the bracket challenge. Absolutely free to play. Your chance to win $100 in Amigos Mexican Grill gift card or $50 if you're in second place. But our winner will get $100 uh, in a gift card to Amigos Mexican Grill. Three great locations, Lewisburg, Chapel Hill, Spring Hill, Make sure to go hang out with uh, Noe down in Sp- down in Spring Hill. Ben is over in Lewisburg, and Hugo out in Chapel Hill tonight in Chapel Hill and Spring Hill. It's Trivia Thursday that will start at seven o'clock. So plenty of 
excitement if you if you don't if you want to watch the game i'm sure they'll have uh i'm sure they'll have some of the first four on the television tonight while you're also doing trivia so that'll be fun and don't forget about their catering weddings and events as low as ten dollars a person so can't beat that no now Let's talk a little bit about the NCAA hoops because in so I made a second bracket like in one of my friends groups, just a you know because buddy of mine he's got a little bracket challenge and and there's like there's a bunch of my friends in it so I went ahead and made a second bracket but ESPN allows you to autofill a bracket now when you autofill when you click autofill it allows you to pick you know chalk straight chalk or whatever and or you can pick random you can pick random weighted by seed or you can pick um something else i don't remember exactly what that one is but that's the one i picked (laughs) and whatever that let me see if i can pull it back up a smart bracket powered by bpi using espn's basketball power index to break down games will generate a bracket for you okay so this is based specifically on espn's bpi do you know who the national champion is alabama no no okay tennessee Wow. Tennessee would play Texas Tech in the Final Four. Iowa would play Michigan. Tennessee would play Michigan in the finals, and Tennessee would win, according to the BPI. Okay, so wait a minute. Give me that Final Four again. Tennessee, Texas Tech, Michigan, and who? Iowa. So, so Michigan is the Tennessee. only number one that they've got getting through? That's that's exactly right. Wow. Okay. I That one blew my mind, folks. <laughs> Texas Tech, six seed at Texas Tech, huh? Yeah, six seed Texas Tech would uh, take on five seed Villanova in the Elite Eight, where uh, they beat Wisconsin to get to the Elite Eight because Wisconsin beats Baylor, Virginia beats Gonzaga, and uh, Il- uh, Tennessee beats Illinois. So that's how your one seeds go out. Well, that's uh, interesting. T- that's interesting because Landon Secrets has Ohio beating Virginia in round one. A lot of people do. Yeah. A lot of people have Ohio and Virginia or Virginia losing to Ohio in that first round. And I I could certainly see that. I I certainly could see that. I I don't know. This is, I just, you know, I did this just for fun, but uh, I guess my thing is if you're going to do a bracket, why are you going to let somebody else pick it? Yeah. I, I mean, maybe it's for like, you know, folks who just don't, you know, don't care like Sarah. So I asked her to pit to, to put up, to fill out a bracket. And so the only three ways I would know how to ask her to fill out a bracket are one, uh, tell her the mascots and let her pick which one will win in a fight uh, <laughs> or tell her the tell, colors, tell her the colors and which ones she thinks are prettier mm-hmm. or auto fill the bracket. She couldn't care less about NCAA hoops. Hey, so I could care less about NCAA hoops. I, that's why I, I mean, I, when I picked my bracket, it's not like I have some kind of inside information. Like I'm just picking based. It's pro, most of it's pro, probably based on uh, tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and knowing what what seeds typically upset in the in the first round. I mean. You know, you're going to get some five twelves. You're going to get some eleven sixes, and you're definitely going to get some ten sevens. 
So, so your autofill Final Four is number one Michigan, number two Iowa, uh, number six Texas Tech, and number five Tennessee in the Final Four. That's that's it. Who does who else does Tennessee beat to get there? Obviously, Oregon State in the first round. Did they Oklahoma State, Syracuse, and Illinois? Syracuse, not Syracuse. So Syracuse and Rutgers play in the um, in the Elite Eight. I'm sorry, in the Sweet 16, Cleveland State beats Houston. Ooh. See, I don't see that, but okay. I don't see that. Uh, Iona beats Alabama based on the BPI. Well, and again, that's that's going back to your Rick Pitino. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to play that guy in the NCAA tournament. Maybe that got through to the BPI. So, um Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. It, okay. It certainly is. I and I think the let, let me just take a look here. Uh outside of that uh 10-11 sweet 16 no no higher seed than 11 uh gets to the sweet 16 according to this. Um UNC Greensboro 13 beats Florida State but loses to Colorado. Hey, this is this is really interesting to me. I I I did not do this as a um, as a talking point. <laughs> I just did it because I was waiting on uh, us to get back from the break. <laughs> but uh, I, when Tennessee came up as national champion, yeah, I thought, it gets well, a little fascinating ridiculous. there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because because here's the thing. I mean, you could definitely see Tennessee as a Final Four team, but you could also see Tennessee losing to Oregon State. Exactly. So who knows? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I, I I'm really excited about this this tournament because one, we don't know a lot about some of these teams because teams like Iona who have only played like you know nine or ten games, uh, you know they're sitting at fifteen and very well could beat Alabama. Who knows? Uh, there's this is we don't know what teams may or may not get COVID. And with so many teams playing strictly conference schedules with maybe a couple of exceptions either early on or like the SEC Big 12 Challenge, you know, we've not seen a whole lot of these teams unless you've gone looking for Big 10, Big 12 telecasts on a consistent basis. <laughs> Hint, I've not. Which we do, yeah, which we do not do. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. and that's uh, That's a big issue here too so i mean i mean have uh, you Oklahoma, seen anybody have you seen anybody in the aac play this year uh no no um oklahoma gonna be without their their number two score against missouri i mean i already had missouri winning but that just solidified the pick right. you know i mean just stuff like that you you don't know who's gonna be out randomly so it's this is going to be a year that it it won't it certainly won't be all about um, skill in picking the bracket. It's going to be a pure luck. Yeah, even more so than usual, just because so many of these teams are going to depend on who who gets to the floor for them. One hundred percent. Yeah, this is, uh, and I don't know if you guys, you know. I don't know. Have you guys filled out your brackets yet? I mean, I you don't have to tell me who you picked for your champion, but I can tell you who I have for mine. If you JP has picked his bracket, I believe I have not. Uh, that's on my to do list today. Obviously, 
Yeah, I filled mine in uh, yesterday, and uh, Gonzaga is my champion. I can't do it. I can't do it with Gonzaga. <laughs> I just say, uh, Mo, was it you that was saying, you know, going to UC Santa Barbara or whatever just didn't quite like playing against a big time team in the national championship? Or, it was not me saying that, but that makes all sorts of sense. It's just not the same. It's not something that I can. Now I've got Gonzaga in my final four, uh, and the reason I have Gonzaga in my final four is that they've they've never had an issue getting to the final four. Um, but I have Texas beating Villanova. So you that have Texas my, beating Villanova in the finals. So you've finals. got Texas beating Alabama, or do you have Alabama going down before that? I have Texas beating Alabama and LSU to get there. Hmm. Okay. All right. So you so you've got LSU beating Michigan. I do. I I think that's a that one eight matchup is is even tougher than Gonzaga's one eight or nine matchup. I think LSU as an eight seed is yeah awfully (laughs) awfully low. That's pretty vicious. Yeah. I mean that's a tough number eight there. Yeah, you're talking about the three seed in the SEC tournament at number at an eight seed, while Tennessee, the four seed in the tournament, is a five. Now that just LSU is is vastly underseeded, and 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 that's unfortunate for Michigan and Florida State. <laughs> it it looks like that Kansas win carried a lot of weight for Tennessee. It really did. I mean, when you beat a, a team that that they think is one of the top. You know, twelve teams in the tournament, you're going to get a little extra weight, and, and and beating them as handily as they did, yeah. I mean, there was there was no doubt that game was never in doubt, so. and that was clearly. I, I think as you look back, that was pretty clearly Tennessee's signature win this year. I mean, who else? They they beat Kentucky pretty well at Rupp, but Kentucky flipped that in Knoxville. I mean, what they beat now, Florida yeah, yeah, twice. Yeah. It, Three times, right? No, they lost to Florida once. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think Kansas is certainly their, their signature win. I mean, had they beaten Alabama maybe, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, Texas is certainly their signature win. I don't think there's any question there. Um, and that bracket, that particular bracket, is one of the weaker brackets, I think. I think when you think about Illinois as your one seed and Houston the two, I mean, that Midwest bracket is one that Tennessee certainly could win just because of, I mean, in in all reality, it's it's pretty weak. It's pretty wide open. I mean, there's nobody that just jumps out at you as a favorite in that bracket. I still think they should have renamed the regions. Um, <laughs> based on the hotels. Based on what hotels everybody's staying in. Yeah. <laughs> would have been so great and like i said the NHL and, unless unless this is south indian indianapolis west indianapolis east indianapolis and midwest indianapolis <laughs> midwest indianapolis they'd be mad about you being called midwest yeah yes yeah. <laughs> that's no good oh man this is really going to be fascinating i think with all of these games being played in such close proximity to one particular city both the men's and the women's. I mean, obviously travel 
doesn't become a an issue. So travel fatigue and and getting in and that kind of thing is not a a factor. Well, go uh, go and fill out your bracket. ESPN uh, fantasy.espn.com. If you go to the home page, you can you can get to um, just hit create a new bracket and um, and you can get to our uh, group just by clicking create or join group when you hit join group just type in sm-tn sports challenge and the password is all on all lowercase all one word smtn sports uh, pretty easy to get in and all you have to do is get in for free and you have a chance to, to win a hundred dollars in Amigos Mexican Grill gift cards. So can't beat that. 20 orders of queso. <laughs> That's a lot of queso. That is a lot of queso. I'm here. It's, uh, I would be the guy who would be like, all right, queso for everyone. That's it. That's it. Queso on the house. First on round of queso is on me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're excited about getting a chance to watch some of these games. I think we're. We're going to get out Friday and watch some first-round games, so that's going to be exciting as well. So, again, Amigos Mexican Grill, Spring Hill, Lewisburg, Chapel Hill, the best Mexican food in the Southern Middle Tennessee area. Um, Really excited about their partnership. When we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, we're going to talk about the women's bracket a little bit as there's one particular uh, first-round matchup that is – concerning um bothersome so yeah, easy let's see what it is yeah we'll be right back stay tuned hey folks while we take a quick break from the show i want to tell you about our friends over at custom stone handlers in downtown columbia ned rich and his team at custom stone handlers believe in leadership and outside of the military our greatest leader building platform is sports custom stone handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Local high school sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into the show on the second hour of this Thursday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Vaughn and Joint. Really, really good day. Really good day so far. You guys having a good day? I sure hope so. Yeah, we're here. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Sun's shining right now outside our West 7th Street uh, front porch window. Yeah. Not here. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't have any sun yet. It's coming, though. (laughs) Hey, you asked. They say, they say it's coming. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. So, um, want to get into this this women's bracket. Um, 
pretty quick here because I, I think it's it's got to be said and there has to be some sort of I, I guess segment on this because when the NCAA tournament bracket was released I don't think anybody in this state expected <laughs> to see the University of Tennessee draw Middle Tennessee State, and yet here we are. And and I don't. Uh, there's no real logical explanation for it, just from the standpoint that I mean, it's not everything's being played in and around San Antonio. I mean, UT is the number three seed along with Arizona, UCLA, and Georgia. MTSU is a number 14 with Stony Brook, Wyoming, and Drexel. Why did UT and MTSU have to play each other in the first round? Eyeballs. Really? And that is the thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I really think that's that that's the key here. Matchups mean more in the women's tournament than they do in the men. You're going to get eyeballs anyway on the men's tournament, but the women – you, the women's tournament, you need more okay, but, but sideshow, if you will. So you're telling me that more people are going to watch UTMTSU because it's UTMTSU? I mean, I think people that are going to watch UT are going to watch them anyway. I think people that are going to watch MTSU are going to watch them anyway. I, I think uh, more periphery fans of either of those teams will pay mo- more attention because of that matchup. If MTSU was playing – um, who's the other three seeds? Arizona, Arizona, UCLA, and Georgia. If they're playing Arizona, um, it's not as uh, spicy to you know. I may not watch, but if they're playing Tennessee, I may watch. Same for Tennessee. If they're playing Drexel, eh, who cares? It's a, you know Tennessee's a three seed, but they're playing Middle. Hey, an in-state rival might upset them. I mean, that's that's going to get more attention. Yes, there there will be more eyes on this particular game than there would have been for those two individually combined. Hmm. That's right. the bottom line. All right, and it and it's unfortunate. Uh, and the storyline of you know Anastasia Hayes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate for the loser. The winner, you know, especially if it's middle. It's a big deal. It's huge. Well, it's a it's a huge deal if it's middle. I'm not sure it's a big deal if it's UT. Not it's as big. Not. No, there are three. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. Yep. So, um, but yeah, the Anastasia Hayes sidebar. Uh, I, I imagine that will be huge. I imagine there are some area media outlets that are all over that. I've not looked. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't know. I'd be curious if there's some in the eastern part of the state who are all over it as well. Well, you know, those that are in the eastern part of the state are also in the middle part of the state and the western part of the state. That's that's true. So. <laughs> that's completely accurate. You know, they have a women's tournament challenge this year. The only thing about the women's tournament challenge is that, you know – Women's basketball and especially the NCAA women's tournament doesn't tend to have a whole lot of upsets. Mm. Yeah, that that is um, true. Y- until you get to the elite eight, it's really pretty much chalk all the way. Yeah, I will now, say this though: have you if you have looked at the NCAA 
men's and women's brackets, the graphics involved, the women's bracket is a lot more aesthetically pleasing. It is. It's it's just plainer. I mean, you look at the the O's. They've got stars for for the inside of the O's and in, in all of their um, mm-hmm. print stuff, and the the women's final four logo is just a lot more eye catching. It's um, I'm impressed with the bracket they oh. put together with with what the bracket looks like, not necessarily with the matchups. This is going to be a risky thing to say, but aesthetics are are more important on that side. I don't think that's risky. I, I, I think I think that's accurate. Uh, I mean, um, well, sometimes accuracy can be risky. Oh, that's I'm just that's true. But to, you are right. Yeah. To your point, um, yeah, the facts are that the women don't draw as many uh, viewers as the men do. Thus, on the women's side, you look for additional ways to draw in viewers. Um, you well, get a little more creative. Not- and and that's Not I mean that's a that. fact yeah. To to me I, I think that the people who are watching women's basketball are small small girls. Uh, more women are watching it, so when you are creating those those graphics, you're creating it in a more feminine way, a less you know men's brackets are really like see now you're getting risky. In your face. Well, they're in your face. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. the men's are in your face, whereas the women's, they're much more aesthetically pleasing because they're not as aggressive. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And I think that's why they do it, and I, I hate that because it's it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I would rather both of them look like the women's. I, I would, too. I absolutely but would. Yeah. Who am I and what do I know? Right. <laughs> so yeah. I, I filled out a women's bracket. Have you guys filled out a women's bracket? I, I have not. This have is not. this is the first time that I have actually looked at the women's bracket. I mean, I heard about that UTMTSU matchup almost immediately on Monday night, but this is the first time that I have really looked at the women's bracket, and I've still not studied it real well. By the way, uh, the regions, Mo, to your point about mm-hmm. what the men with the hotels are having a little fun with the uniqueness of this year, mm-hmm. the women's tournament has certainly done that. Exactly. All in San Antonio with the bubble. They have the Alamo region, uh, the Hemisphere region, the Riverwalk region, and the Mercado And I don't know region. what the Mercado region is. I don't know what that's in it's reference to. I've been to um, San Antonio once, and if you've not been, you got to go. Yeah, it's a great city. It but, really is, and um, um, I'm but pretty sure that um, it has some uh, Mercado in in San Antonio is a um, is like a big like it's a historic like where they used to have the market like it's a big like a not a, a, a flea market but a street market like, kind of thing. Yes, yeah, so like it's a historical thing like that okay. used to be where everybody came like once a month to sell their goods and stuff. Okay. All right, cool. That's now today I learned. I'm going to give you uh, my national, my, my final four. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of the Alamo region, I have three seed Georgia defeating Stanford. In the Hemisphere region, I have one seed South Carolina mm-hmm. defeating Maryland. In the Riverwalk region, I have three seed Tennessee beating Kentucky. 
And in the Mercado region, I have two seed Texas A&M beating Indiana. So uh, all four SEC schools in the Final Four. (laughs) (laughs) So you like Kentucky to beat UConn in the Riverwalk region. I like Kentucky to beat UConn whether or not, yeah, no matter what, I I think Kentucky beats UConn. Uh, If I'm going to to watch (laughs) no matter what, yeah. If I'm going to watch the, the women's tournament, I'm going to be rooting for four SEC teams to sure. get to the final four. So I might as well pick it. And I'm going to have, I'm going to, I'm going to pull a Loretto Summertown here and Tennessee to beat Georgia in the national championship game. Mm. <laughs> After going over two in the regular season. <laughs> After going over two in the regular season. But, but weren't both of those like two point games? Yeah, they were very one close. or two point games. So yeah. And that's a lot easier to see than. <laughs> the men. Then the nine, fifteen, and four. Hey, whatever. <laughs> oh, I I am really troubled by this UTMTSU game, and for that reason, I may not even pick a bracket, just because. I mean, I I grew up a UT Lady Vols fan. I um. Same. Obviously, wear an MTSU ring, so um, I'm troubled by this. It's understandable. I, I mean, I'm I'm not mad at you for for thinking that. Heck, I mean, it's it, it makes complete sense. Um, so interesting, but I I could see an all SEC Final Four. That'd be pretty. Couldn't cool. you? That's what's wild. Is it? It doesn't seem out of the realm of it's, possibility. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all. So, even if it's not Tennessee, even if it's Kentucky, I think <laughs> you could see it. So, anyway, and like you said, you know, upsets aren't as particularly in the first round. You don't see them as often on the women's side. So, you got to be a little concerned for twelve seat Belmont. Which opens against number five Gonzaga, so tough draw for the Lady Bruins there. Yeah, I picked Belmont to win. Nice, man. Just because, why not? Why right? not? It's it's it's, <laughs> it's just one game. It's just one game. I'm not even mad about it. So, yeah, I I think it's important to to note that uh, this MTSU Tennessee game is the storyline with Anastasia Hayes. Uh, but it is unfortunate for both of these teams because uh, to match up in the first round. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind them being in the same bracket in a potential second or third round matchup, but the first round is is, is pretty upsetting because I think MTSU is way underseated. Mm-hmm. I think they're a, a ten or eleven at worst. I, I think I think Rick, Rick Enzo would agree with you, and it's particularly interesting that Middle is a fourteen and Belmont's a twelve. Well, Belmont did beat Mid- Middle, so there's that. When was that? <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure, but I do know that uh, – I don't know exactly when it was, but Belmont did beat Middle, so. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> that may, makes more sense now. <laughs> and, and no, not really. But okay. good, good news about this game. It is uh, Sunday at 1 Central, and it's on ABC. On ABC, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, ABC picking up um, more of the women's tournament uh, this year than I think in the past, and uh, featured game. 
So are these times are these times on the bracket? Are they central or eastern? I'm sure they're all eastern. I'm going to assume eastern. Although they're playing in the central time zone, right? Which thank you TV, yeah, for not being uh, easy to decipher. Yeah, well, you know, eastern time is the only time that matters. <clears throat> Gotta have a starting point. It, <laughs> I, I just think that the t- if particularly Prime in this si- in this situation where everything's been playing and being played in one city, you could just go with local time. That would make more sense. You could, um, but you know, network executives live in the East Coast, mm-hmm. live in the Eastern Time Zone, <laughs> and and network, that's network executives who will be watching exactly zero games. Yeah, well, yeah. but that's but that's all their promotions is all based on the Eastern Time Zone. Yeah, whatever. It's easy. It's easier to pare down behind that as opposed to if it's central, then you got to okay. Do I go up for eastern and then down one or two to west? You know. Oh, oh goodness! Because so, let's not make things easier for the fans. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think I think eastern's easy because it's all the same. It's just, and that's the way people know television. I mean, nationally, everything is based on start of eastern time zone, and then you pare it down from there. Ugh. This guy, this former TV guy. Yeah, I'm just I'm telling you how it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I, you know, I necessarily agree with it, but that's that's why that decision is made. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just always hated growing up. Uh, it comes on eight seven central. I'm mm-hmm. like that. Don't even. Like, but but I'm on central. Eight, yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, oh, mountain man. gets left uh, out all the time. I mean, you know, <laughs> just think you could, you could yeah. live in mountain time zone where you never get mentioned. Yeah. yeah, never, never, yeah. and and then it's you know it's it's all it's all crazy. So eight seven central six Pacific is yeah that's yeah. typically the way they say right. it. <laughs> okay, um, real quick before we get to this last break of the day, mm-hmm. uh, what has been to this point your most um, surprising release from the Tennessee Titans? <sighs> I think Dennis Kelly. Dennis Kelly? I, I, I would agree with you. I, I was just curious if, if you thought Adoree or Malcolm Butler were more uh, head-scratching, but I think I think you're right. No, Dennis I think, I think, I think Dennis is the most head-scratching. I think almost anything you do on that defense doesn't surprise me just because they have so far to come. But the offense was really successful last year, and to mess with it, you know, to to volunteer to mess with that. I mean, obviously, Corey Davis was at the end of his contract. Johnny Smith was at the end of his contract. You weren't going to bring them back. Okay, I get that. But Dennis Kelly was still under contract. And you release him when you've got Taylor Lewan coming off injury. I mean, it's a knee. It's like It's like turf toe. These days, I get that. Ty Sambrello's coming off an injury, you know. So you already have and a it, little bit of uncertainty at the tackles, and then the one, the one thing concept. that you know at tackle, you're going to release. I, you know, I don't, I don't get it. So, hey, thanks for helping us get to 2K this year. Um, have a great see ya. career. Yeah, good luck. Good luck wherever your <laughs> travels take you. Yeah. Well, also too, I, I think 
a surprising um, move there is let's not forget the uh, Isaiah Wilson. Now, granted, he didn't play, but still, he's a he was an offensive exactly. line roster spot. So that's removed. So you got to fill that roster spot position wise. Kelly's gone. So now you got two offensive line positions from a roster depth point that you've got to replace. I don't think I don't think Wilson was in the mix. Probably under not. Any circumstances, but still, though. So I don't. But still, know he was he was he was part of that position. That yeah, you missed out on it last year, and you made deal with it because of what Kelly could do. But still, from a a, a bigger, broader picture, you've got two. Uh, spots to fill on that offensive line from a depth position based on the numbers you had last year on the roster is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we'll see. You better have a plan. J Rob better have a plan. (laughs) Somehow I'm I'm sure he does. But as we were saying at the lunch table yesterday, every man's got a plan. Till they get hit in the mouth. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Maybe, Maybe J-Rob can deflect some punches. Bob and weave, J-Rob, Bob and weave. <laughs> there you go. It's the, he's taking the rope-a-dope approach. <laughs> Just going to wear, you out, and, wear you, you out and then knock you out in the 15th, I guess. Uh, so we'll see how not, that goes. Not, not a bad approach at all. Mama all said right, knock let's you take out. a quick break. <laughs> when we come back, we will talk about Wild and Wacky. It's Wild and Wacky Thursday on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn and Joint. Stay tuned. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back again to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. 12 minutes to the top of the second hour, or the end of the second hour show. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on WKOM in Columbia, WZYX down in Franklin County. Appreciate you guys. And Facebook Live, I know you're out there and enjoying the show. We thank you guys. Um, my dad commented that he likes that women play quarters and that they reset the fouls every quarter and i agree because it does make for fewer foul shots uh from bonuses so it confuses me but that's okay it's confusing because it's different than what we're used to but i do like it i mean if you don't shoot bonus free throws until the fifth foul of every quarter okay which is which is pretty cool i love that uh so you have to you, you i mean you could have eight fouls in the first half, and nobody shoot a bonus free throw. So, you you talk like nice. free throws are a bad thing. No, I mean it's just it slows down the game. Bonus free throws do. So, is what it is. Um, it is wild and wacky Thursday. 
Yesterday we were supposed to do Wild and Wacky Wednesday, but uh, with the 10 a.m. tip-off from Richland, we were forced to cut the show an hour short, which is, you know, that's okay, considering we weren't on the radio anyway. <laughs> God. <laughs> Thank you, Technical. Yeah. Thank you, Technology. It's a heck of a thing when it works. When it works. But Wild and Wacky Wednesday is brought to you by JJ's Barbecue, our friends over at 900 Hatcher Lane in Columbia, the oldest family-run barbecue restaurant in the city of Columbia. So make sure to go see Destiny and Julie and the gang over at JJ's for their smoked wings, pulled pork, and those half-baked potatoes. You get a half potato and a drink for like seven bucks. Let's clarify Uh, that. The potatoes are fully baked. There's half (laughs) of the potato. The, the potatoes aren't half baked. Just, just it's. Let's get that clear. Actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure Dave Chappelle's the one cooking them. So, ah, nice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> thanks, thanks, JP. I appreciate it. Oh man, Mo, if you ever quit, this is how you're getting your. This is how you're going to be uh, paid with your final paycheck. And Andreas Flatten gave us two weeks' notice back in November at Walker Luxury Auto Works in Peachtree City, Georgia. The owner was so upset, he put his hands on his head, walked out, and disappeared for an hour. But the company still owed Andreas $915, and they never sent it to him, and he wound up calling the Georgia Department of Labor to complain. The company finally delivered his final paycheck on Friday, dumping 500 pounds of pennies covered in oil in his driveway. Wow. Covered in oil, man. <laughs> that's that's mm, the fun man, part. Man, that's that's a long way to be petty. I mean, that's <laughs> that's, that's the level that's, of petty I strive to be. That's extra. That's extra effort, petty, right there. I like that. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Bonus hey guys, petty points. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't mention this, but do you know what? That today is National Sloppy Joe Day. <laughs> what are you having and for dinner, Chris? It's, it's not going to be sloppy Joe casserole. <laughs> okay. I guarantee you that. What All about right. a, what about a meatloaf sandwich? Ooh, oh, I love meatloaf sandwiches though. Meatloaf sandwiches are the best sandwich. Maybe that some navy and, beans with it. Yeah, and, and hoagies and grinders. Hoagies and grinders. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what that was a reference to, it's uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah, so, Adam Sandler song. Um, so only in Alabama, right? Uh, Limestone County, which is where Athens is, so we're not too okay. far away from here. This, this is your; these are your neighbors, JP. These yep. are your neighbors. Mm-hmm. All right. Cops in Limestone County, Alabama, got a call around 3 a.m. on Tuesday about a naked man breaking into a car. Well, is this Louis Grizzard 30- naked? Dude, no, it's not. Louis okay. Chris. No, but I mean, his naked his, as opposed to naked. Yeah. Yeah. Naked or naked? Yeah. yeah. He, he was. Are you naked? Yeah. Um, don't look, Ethel. That's all I'm saying. Thirty-three-year-old uh, <laughs> Joseph Douglas uh, said the reason he broke into the car was he wanted to get some clothes from inside it. Okay. He then he tried to break into a house, but he couldn't do that either. Uh, they found Joseph walking down the street wearing the stolen clothes. He was arrested for attempted burglary, unlawful breaking and entering, and public lewdness. So. Hmm. Only in Limestone County, Alabama. Well, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Right. 
I, you're you're right. You got, I mean, you know, if you're naked, <laughs> especially if it's getting any colder, uh, yeah, you watch out. Um, you guys ever, you know, see a guy on the side of the road that maybe needs some help fixing their their flat tire and stop and help? You ever done that, Good Samaritan? I've not done that just because I would be more hindrance than help. But anyway, go ahead. Well, 21-year-old Shamari Reed in Maryland uh, was driving around with his friend in a stolen SUV last week, and they decided to be, you know, do their good deed for mm. the day. They spotted a random guy on the side of the road changing a flat tire, and they offered to help. Um, while they were helping him, the guy <laughs> stole the stolen SUV. The oh, guy wow. they were helping? Yeah, he jumped in the stolen <laughs> SUV, and he stole it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, he, he threw it into reverse and tried to drive off, but he slammed into a curb, got stuck. Uh, that was uh, Tykel Wilson. He ended up pulling a gun, but he threw it in the woods before the cops got there. It turned out he'd been struck. The, the car that had the flat tire was stolen also stolen. Well. <laughs> and wow. everyone had active warrants for their arrest. Mm. They can smell <laughs> each other, I guess. Tell it to the judge, huh? Mm. Everybody going to do time. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's that is that's extra right there. I don't know. That's that's pretty good. I mean, you, you stop to do a good deed. The guy tries to steal your stolen car. Turns out that car that you're helping is also stolen. It's like, that's a new variation uh, on no good deed goes unpunished. Uh-huh. Right there. Yeah. Oh man, that is that that is interesting to to say the least. To no say doubt. the least. Um. So, you guys tired of Zoom meetings yet? <laughs> it's not going away. No. No, you're right. Well, a guy has invented a free online tool called the Zoom Escaper that if you hook it into Zoom, it plays a bunch of sound effects to help you get out of meetings like crying babies or dogs barking or construction wow. noise. Uh, so, <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. It's a lot of effort. Especially if you've got a baby or a dog. Yeah. Yeah. How does that make you feel, Chris? Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, I, I think I hear the baby calling. Oh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So it's a it's been a it's been a wild and wacky week. I, I wish I could remember what it was that we we saw earlier this week that I. Mo, that I turned to you and said wild and wacky. I know what um, it was. I just uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Did you? Uh, you I think you still I, I think I screenshotted it to you. Was it the guy? Was some guy stole a car? It was another stolen vehicle. I think. Well, of course it was. Yeah, that seems to be the thing these days. Texas man drove a car loaned to him by a dealership to a bank. That's right. Robbed the bank. Then brought the money back to the dealership to buy a BMW. <laughs> the, the, only, the only thing that's really out of line here is that it was a Texas man and not a Florida man. But. That's true. <laughs> Although Texas is uh, the runner-up to Florida if you need a substitute. There you go. For yeah. a, a Florida resident. I think Texas might fit in. The headline from dfw.cbslocal.com. Texas man drove dealership loaner car to rob bank, tried to use loot to buy BMW. That's fantastic. Yeah. He, he successfully robbed the bank, wow. got away, 
at the popcorn. Hey, yep. Let's do something with this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, he was putting the money to good use, right? <laughs> yes. So. All right, Mo. Last one of the day, and this one is specifically for you. I need you to understand that this is this is me looking out for you. Okay. <laughs> Firefighters in Delton, Wisconsin, responded to a fire last Monday after someone came home and found their entire living room engulfed in flames. You know what started it? Oh, his a crystal, space heater. His crystal ball. Oh, crystal ah, ball. His crystal ball started the fire? <laughs> yep, it was sitting out on the table right next to the window. When the sun hit the crystal, it created a heat ray that set the couch on fire. Wow. So keeping don't the, leave your crystal ball out, Mostradamus. We're keeping it in a safe place, man, no doubt. Can't, can't lose place. the crystal bar. We'll need that this fall. Especially right. with the All new right. classifications. Yeah, exactly. No doubt. <laughs> oh, man, that's it for today's show. Uh, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you missed any part of the show, you can find it on Facebook Live or Facebook Replay. You can find it on the podcast, sm-tnsports.com. The podcast tab is at the top of the website. It's there for you. You can listen to the Prep Sports Podcast or the Second Hour Podcast or the Special Guest Podcast, however you want to do it. Perfectly fine. Follow us on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports. Uh, That's also our Instagram handle at SM underscore TN Sports. Appreciate you guys listening, and we'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. For our friends down in Franklin County, listen tomorrow online. That's perfectly fine with us. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. For J.P. Plant and Maurice Patton, I'm Chris Yao saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia.